You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube, and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. Hello and hello to the Young Iron Podcast. I'm your host, Chris O'Brien, the extreme young bachelor of Podmania. <laughs> Rob's here, by the way. How are you, Rob? I'm very well, thank you, Chris. Very well. I love the fact that you somewhere have a list of things to call yourself at the start of every single podcast. Legit, and... the day I repeat a word is the day I quit Podmania. Uh... <laughs> I look forward to that day. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, man. Oh, dear. Um, (laughs) It's a good start. I mean, today I lost Whamageddon, and now Rob has absolutely destroyed me. Wow. (laughs) In the first, like, what, 40 seconds of the podcast as well? Yeah. You tend to wait until about 20 minutes in. Uh, Yeah, before, yeah. Yeah, I've I've jumped the gun here. But in fairness, Chris, I gave you some absolute zingers on Thursday, but you wouldn't know because the internet was that bad. Yeah, exactly. We just had to we, quit. We are very lucky that Rob is here. Like, and that's why he's getting through his zingers, because otherwise we just would never hear them. I was just uh, going to say, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I'm just tempted to just go quickly through the results in a 10-minute podcast <laughs> just to get something out there. To be fair, if we only went over the shows, it would only be a 10-minute podcast. That is true. That is true. Well, um, we're going to start with some news, which I believe Rob has lined up because he's a professional. Yes, I do actually have some news. So there's a couple of bits that I wanted to get your opinion on. Um, the first bit is about Kushida, who has apparently been courted by the WWE. What do you think about that, Chris? He has two or five written all the fuck over him. Um, yeah. New Japan could not afford that. Their junior division, like Osprey's back, but he's not really in the juniors. He's in a weird limbo state right now of the open division. But they can afford, like Taka's still gone. Um, basically, they have Shingo, um, Ishimori, and Kushida, and that's it. And maybe Skill, but he's sort of been... A lot of his star has been lost this year, which I'll probably be talk- talking about yeah. um, during the Dome shows. But, yeah, like if he went to WWE, he wouldn't be a star. Because he's a bit boring. Like We have better Japanese wrestlers in WWE, and if you sort of have a WWE mindset of we need to tick these boxes, but those boxes are ticks and bent some, so... Yeah, I agree. I mean, you look at the last big name to go from New Japan to uh, the WWE, and that's obviously Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, That's not fully WWE's fault. He has stopped trying. Well, yeah, no, I agree. But the comparison I'm drawing is you look at the star power that Nakamura had, and you look at the star power Kushida has. Yes, he is the ace of the junior division, which, you know, he's an absolutely outstanding athlete, but I think you hit the nail on the head. He's, He's pretty boring. That he, mm-hmm. You know, you put him in a match. I mean, this match at Wrestle Kingdom 13, you know, against Taiji Shimori, it's going to be one of the matches of the night without a shadow of a doubt. Absolutely. And his match, uh, Osprey, was like amazingly close to being match of the year, one of the matches of the year for me, or junior match of the year, but but Super Juniors just had too much good shit in it. Yeah, so. the Super Juniors was fantastic. Um, but the problem is, like, you've said that, do you care one bit about Kushida's junior heavyweight run. Oh, this this particular one? No, because he hasn't defended it yet. 
Well, I mean, okay, look at the one before it. Because I didn't care about the one before it either. No, I didn't care. That's the, that's a big problem. He's the most, he's the worst ace in history. And <laughs> that's not that's not nothing against Kashida. Well, it sounds like a lot against Kashida, but he just his gimmick. His gimmick is who I like Back to the Future. And I remember when I first saw him, Wrestle Kingdom Nine, stay tuned. Um, <laughs> and like he was with Alex Shelley, and I was like, you know what, this guy's cool. I'd like to see him have a singles run, and then he did, and that was fine. And then he just kept ha- kept having a singles run, and kept ha- having this in- singles run. Unfortunately, he ended up with Goto syndrome at some point. Yeah. But he's like he's he's good, but like n- n- never a match of the year, quite frankly. Apart from maybe last year, if it wasn't for three Omega versus. I was Okada just going to say, but... if it wasn't for that trilogy, you you, you save about a lot of matches in. 2017, where it's like um, Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bay, yeah, but Omega versus Oscar, yeah, they weren't Oscar. really comparable, were they? Yeah, not at all. Um, for me as well, this sort of links in with another point that I've seen banded about on Reddit, on Twitter, on Facebook, you know, all over the place, and that's WWE's expansion. Now, obviously, we haven't actually been able to record our NXT podcast because of my internet, um. But there's been all these contracts levied that they are basically the WWE is trying to crush UK wrestling so that they have no competition. And surely now the WWE picking names like, you know, Kushida is, don't think I am ragging on Kushida. Kushida in the ring is, you know, pretty much unparalleled in the junior division. Mm-hmm. You know, he's absolutely sensational. But, you know, if the WWE are looking at him, you know, that tells me that, right, we're just on a point now where we are just going to ram raid every single fucking promotion of stars so that you can't survive anymore, so that we can put these NXT territories about. And, you know, if you've got the money, then yeah, okay. But it makes me feel sick to the stomach. Here's the thing. Um, I saw an interview with Cody, who is never not vocal about WWE. And he said that Triple H and the guys running the expansion don't have that mindset. Like, that's a very Vince McMahon mindset. Triple H just sort of wants to bring all these things to the network. It just so happens that the person who wants to make all these great little companies has the money to make all these great little companies and just sign up whoever they want. It doesn't make me sick. It annoys me a lot in the UK's case, but the UK will survive. They don't have... They don't have enough money to sign up everyone, and at the end of the day, it's not going to ruin any scene apart from something that's still in the infancy like from what i understand australia it's mm. still it's, it's, well, it's a hot scene it's sort of like where where the uk was in like 2012 2013 like something big is about to happen but nothing big has happened yet from what i understand sorry to like uh one australian fan probably but <laughs> i mean yeah yeah i i do agree to a certain extent um but what i would argue is if WWE, and, you know, we are purely speculating now. If the WWE attempted to do what they have done in England, you know, and they attempt that in Japan, they sign a load of talent, and they give them these contracts, I mean, New Japan will probably be fine. Because, you know, you look look at the talent who they've, you know, you look at the (laughs) talent they've got, you know, they won't they won't get a card. They won't get Tanahashi. They won't get Omega. They won't get Naito. They won't get any of LIJ. You know, they won't get half of the... But, you know, you'll still have 
the entire pretty much roster of New Japan. But <laughs> that by that standpoint, if you've got WWE looking at other talent, which they are at the moment, you know, looking at talent from Noah, looking at talent from Dragon Gate, looking from you know for talent from all Japan, those companies are not strong enough to be able to survive a hit. Like, say, if, you know, and I'm, I'm bringing it back to 2016, when Styles, Gallows and Anderson and Nakamura left. If mm-hmm. that had happened to any other company in Japan, they wouldn't have stayed afloat, in my opinion. No, it, it, they did. New Japan are very good at repositioning people. Like they re, As soon as they knew Styles was leaving, Sal and Nakamura were leaving, they pushed Naito and... Omega. Because Naito, yeah, Naito and Omega straight into those places because Naito had lost to Goto the night before um, Styles and Nakamura left. So yes. that tells you where the fuck he was going. Yeah, but, and then he won the title later that year. Yeah, he won the title. He won the New Japan Cup and then the title. So, like, they're very good at fast tracking people. By the time they, if they do have to fast track people, it always makes sense. You never have a case of someone who's old and can't move ends up with a title. At least not anymore. I can't speak for like early two thousands New Japan because I've just heard it's not worth touching. But no. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I, I New Japan will be fine, and I don't watch a ton. Of Noah or Japan or Dragon Gate, I watched a few events in this year. Like no, actually, the Noah event I watched, which was headlined by um, Itami and Marufuji, that was great. But that is actually another example of WWE reaching out, like sending Hideo to Noah. I wouldn't be surprised if that was sort of a sweetener. Like, look, we'll let you use one of your biggest stars ever if you le- if you let us do what we're doing to progress and. I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. There's a rabbit hole we could definitely go down. We could probably fill a full podcast with it. And that will probably be our NXT UK shows at some point. But <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a scary thought. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we should just move forward before we go into the rabbit hole. Yes, okay. Let's let's like move away hole. from the danger of... Uh, yeah, it was just that something had been come up, uh, that had come up and I thought to myself, well, if they're targeting Kushida, who, you know, is a very, very good match, you know, a very, very mm-hmm. loyal head, not a loyal head, sorry, a very consistent head, you know, then who else are they going to go for and what could that mean for the Japanese industry? But again, it's purely speculation, like you say, so we will move on. Japan, New Japan, New Japan announced or have announced that another USA tour is going to take place next year. Have you seen this, yeah. Chris? Yeah, the New Beginning um, US tour. The New Beginning US tour. Now, this is slightly different than the endeavours that New Japan have had in America in the past, in that these New Beginning America tour, or America shows, I should say, will be happening at the same time, more or less, as the New Beginning shows in Japan. Which means that the talent that aren't being used in Japan will be used for the USA shows. Now, what do you think about that? I don't like that some people are losing their off time. But like, There's always a few people who take a break after Tokyo done. But at the same time, you don't need to work too incredibly hard in America to pop the crowd. Like Kenny Omega could just come out with a fucking broom and have an all right match with ACH and the crowd will be popped. Mm. 
The problem that I have, and it is only a very small problem because, you know, I think that New Japan are doing well with their foray into the United States. I think there was too many shows last year, and I think they were all too close together, and they were all in the same place, which didn't help. Um, um, yeah, they're on California. They basically just thought, hey, PWG does good in California. Let's exactly. go. Exactly. Let's do shows within about a 20-mile radius of each other. But they've sort of rectified this because there are two shows, one of which is in Los Angeles, and the second which is in Charlotte. Charlotte? In what? North That's... Carolina. I, I did read that. That's fucking random. It is. It's also in a building that used to be used by Jim Crockett Promotions. So, doubly weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't go to Chicago or New York or something. Well, they wouldn't. I don't think they'd run New York again when they're okay. running Ma- when they're running Madison Square Garden in April. Yeah, well, WrestleMania weekend, Re- isn't WrestleMania it? WrestleMania so. weekend, yeah. Um, but I don't know why not Chicago. Like All In did amazing in Chicago. I'm sure uh, they won't do All In numbers, but they'll do good numbers. No, and especially with this, when you know they've pretty much out and said our biggest talent is going to be at in the Japan, Japan shows. In fact, you know. they've had they've had small shows and they did all right. I I didn't end up watching them because they're they're young lion shows essentially, but they did all right. Well, let me run something by you, okay? When the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship was introduced, mm-hmm. the the way I was led to believe it, the whole point of its existence was to sort of be a jewel of their United States expansion. Mm. So, surely, for these shows, why not have that as the top prize? In fairness, we don't quite know the line. We're not going to know the lineup until post Tokyo Dome, so that could well happen. No, I mean, in general. I mean, in general, because if you've got a belt that doesn't have to necessarily just be exclusively defended in the USA, but if it's you know, sort of prevalent there. Because I'll be honest, since Jay White lost the belt, that belt has fallen into complete obscurity. That's, and it's, to be fair, both, it's because they put it on a part-timer. And if it was WWE, we'd get shit for it. But like Cody is a New Japan part-timer. He's mostly committed to Ring of Honor. And he's been doing like UK and Australia shows recently in fairness defending the belt and that's sort of how new japan see it if it's defended outside of um if outside of their country they see it as promotion so i can sort of see that but yeah i think i was about to say we we're trying to make it prestigious by not complete always having it done in the u.s but then i remembered the g1 happened exactly. um no i don't tell okay when cody loses it maybe who knows um, I think they might do that. To be fair, I think they're going to have Cody headline at the American shows with the title because that just makes sense. But he's a he's a proven draw. So, so you are under the impression that Cody and the other members of the elite will be sticking with New Japan, irrelevant of whether this rumored company happens. Uh, yeah, hopefully. We don't. Again, this is all. That's actually a pretty good segue. This. Company, we don't know what it's gonna be because you saw all in, but it was a completely separate New Japan thing. But New Japan still let them use Okada, still let them use um, Omega. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it will completely take them out of New Japan. 
but at the same time, they're doing a great job of making the young bucks look like dicks and not wanting them me to <laughs> for them to stay in New Japan. Jesus. Well, yeah, we will we'll get into the show, um, the World Tag League final very very shortly, um, because there is a couple of telling moments in this show where you think, Jesus, the fans have really soured towards the Elise, haven't they? Yeah. Um, which you know, I can I can see why. Um, I hope that if All Elite Wrestling happens, which looks like it will happen, it looks like, you know, there are enough things in place for us to think, yeah, it's, I think this is going to happen. I believe that when Cody says, come January, there'll be a massive announcement. I think everyone is under the impression it is going to be about this company. Um, I think if they do, I think New Japan, it would benefit New Japan more than it would hinder them to work in association with that company mm-hmm. because if uh, they very... do then all elite wrestling can combat wwe yeah yeah maybe there's so many factors that go in like we don't have a really have a prestigious title which is a big factor like um in people taking something seriously like look how long it took for ufc to get off the ground like not the same thing but sort of you get what i mean but, yeah yeah but here's the thing with that. I think if they did that, I think New Japan would just end up dropping their existing partnerships, which, to be fair, New Japan aren't really gaining anything apart from an extra title defended over Tokyo Dome from their relationship. Well, maybe with RevPro, because it it's helping them expand into the UK market. But they've already expanded to the US market. They don't need Ring of Honor anymore. No, um, and I think that's... You know they've made that very, very clear by giving away the spot that is usually reserved for a Ring of Honor title defense at mm-hmm. the Tokyo Dome. They have given that to the British heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. You know, in but, what is going to be a fucking brilliant match, by the way. Which, to be honest, um, I think they're still kind of annoyed about them switching the title last year, just before Tokyo Dome. Like they were, they had a final battle. Cody was announced to be defending the title, and then they just got rid of it. Um, yeah. They just put it on Dalton Castle. Which, to be fair, they were building up like throughout the whole year. But you can, I could tell, when I, especially when I went to see him um, in Edinburgh, that they were grooming Dalton Castle to be something big. So, Yeah. Um, I mean, we could spend the entire podcast talking about the demise of Ring of Honor, but we do want to get on to the World Tag League eventually. Um, do we actually? Well, to be honest, Chris, like... You, as our as our chief reviewer of New Japan, um, you've watched this tag league. I have. It's and... been a good. It's it was a good. It was a fine tag league. Can I just say I wouldn't complain about tag league as much if it was a weekly show, but well, as a yeah. daily show, especially when I have to go through what I think over half of this tag league was single camera. And house shows, but I was essentially watching through house shows, and you do see a lot of the same spots. Like when I first saw um, Elgin and Cobb passing Evil between each other, and how even when I saw them passing Archer between each other, it was impressive. But then it's like, okay, but you're passing Finley. Finley weighs nothing. Yeah. So it like a lot. It did end up with a lot of the same spots in a lot of the same, especially with the Young Lions, which makes sense because the Young Lions and actually a lot of these. And to be fair, the Young Lions did really well. I'm actually surprised, but also 
Um, this tagly gave me the worst scored um, match in the history of the Young Lion podcast. Wow. And which match was this? It was Kojima and Tenzin versus Naganishi and Nagata. Right. Because, ha- because the Tenzin dads of New Japan. I think Nagata can still go. And we said this when we talked about Strong Style evolved earlier in the year. And yeah. you know what? Kojima can still go. Kind of, like Not at his former level, but he's still fine. He's still, but, he's still passable, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With the right opponents, he can put on a good match. Yeah, Tenzan is immobile. Yeah, you look at Tenzan's ankles when he walks, and you think, holy fuck, he's either going to break them, or he's going to break his leg. Have you have you ever watched um, Andre the Giant just before he retired? It's basically no. that. Oh, God, poor bloke. Um, and then, and then Naganishi, God, Naganishi. Who I can't believe it was ever good. I, I'm going to make it my mission to attempt to find a match where Nakanishi isn't just this absolute tree. Because that's he, the he, best way of describing it. He took the worst spear ever during this tagly. <laughs> it's like the safest if I, if I fall. I imagine, <laughs> I imagine if Edge bumped today, that's how he'd bump. Oh, the worst the spear I've ever seen. Really have seen worse spears. Oh, but... no, you haven't. No, you, you haven't seen some of Edge's spears then in that case because he had the most just loving caress of a spear. Um, <laughs> to be fair, Christian had the same spear, but I could believe that like he was so sunburned, he just burned through his opponent. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. He's um, gone off track. Yeah, slightly. When it comes to the tag league then, you said it was it was good. You know, It was, it was good for a tag league. Um. Mm. Obviously, nowhere near a patch on, you know, the G1 or best of Super Juniors, but we didn't expect oh, it to be. No. Or even the Junior Tag League. I think, so when, like, great things happened, it, it sort of, I had to sort of really rein in the critical part of my brain, because it's like, okay, yeah, this is awesome, but, like, if this was in a better tournament, would I care? And, like, I think the highest rating I gave anything throughout the whole Tag League was... 7 out of 10. And I did rate all the matches, actually. It's just a case of, I could not... I can't g- give you guys, like, half an hour, like, 10 half an hour podcasts of me going, yeah, it's alright. Yeah, it's alright. Yeah, and I I don't think anyone would expect you to watch the entire of the Tag League and do that, to be perfectly honest. I think it's better to just recap the entire thing. You know, I think, you know, I've watched... To say that I've watched the entire thing would be a complete lie. I've watched matches that I've had um, that I've either seen on Twitter were really good, or I've seen matches that intrigue me. Like for example, the Suzuki, um, Izuka, um, Saber Junior, and Taichi match. I watched just because you know it's Suzuki good, and I wanted to see Suzuki versus Zack Saber Junior, and it was a decent match. It was the it was decent. They're not gonna they're not gonna give away any massive dream things in the tag league. Although um, the th- that was one of the most intriguing things of the first. I think it was the second night. It was Suzuki versus um, Suzuki and Azuka versus uh, um, Killer Elite Squad, and yeah. they really put over where Suzuki gone. Um, Suzuki's not focused on the tag team division, so he's fine. But he lost to um, Lance Archer and David Boy Smith. If he got pinned, I think he'd have a different story. Although the most interesting thing, and we'll get onto this in the second match, actually, is the ascension of the sanity of Chucky e. T. Yeah, it's been. I don't think. I don't think anyone saw this coming. Really, just his complete descent into madness. There is a theory behind this that I will get into in the second match. 
I believe I may have seen this theory. <laughs> or I I believe I've heard this theory. Shall we shall we go straight into the World Tag League final? Then? Yeah, let's go into it. As we go along, we'll ask you what you think what, what you think of some of the teams. Go for it. There's, there's not much else to talk about. So the first <laughs> match was Tenzan Kojima, Naganishi, and Nagata. The dads. The dads are the back. Dads. Versus the young boys, Toa Hanare and um Toga Makabe. Just like all the least interesting teams from Tag League put into one match. <laughs> yeah. Tohanari um, did get better throughout the, throughout the league. I think you put Tohanari in like once in a singles tournament, like the New Japan Cup, or I was about to say the G1, but the competition to get invested so tight. Oh, uh, Nari's nowhere near ready for a G1. No, but like put him in a big tour that isn't tag league, I think he'll get much better. Do you know what probably didn't help? Um, putting Farley. him in two, yeah, putting him in two consecutive singles matches where he got squashed by Bad Luck Farley. To be fair, for, he got for no reason, for no he, reason at all. He got better. It was, to be fair, they're not the most baffling things from the um, destruction talk. Because Zuka got a singles match, but well, no, that that yeah, fair enough. I'll grant you that. But um, this was all right. Fine. It was it was fine. Kojima prefer, went over. I prefer fine. I prefer seeing. Um, Liger in my opening matches. Thank you very much, New Japan. It was so strange not seeing Liger on the show at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fine. He won't be there. <laughs> I mean, we both said, you know, in this podcast that Kojima can still go. I hate his chops. I hate his <laughs> chops with a passion. And I <laughs> hate not... the fact that whoever is in the corner has to sell these ridiculous chops. Walter had to sell those ridiculous chops. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If I, if I was Walter, I'd just be like, I could. These, these are meant to hurt. I could kill you with one old man. Yeah, you've you've but. seen the size of Walter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, probably MVP in this match were the two young lions. I thought the yeah. young lions were really good. I will just say now that I thought Excalibur throughout the show was really, really good on commentary. They should keep him. Um, he's great in PWG. He's great in New Japan. They should fire Rocky because he never adds anything. He he does. He's one of those people who interrupts people to say nothing. So he's me, but <laughs> <laughs> he's the you of Podmania. Um, yeah. I mean, ideally, my ideal commentary partnership is still Kelly and Callus. To be fair, Kelly and Carino also, I think, are amazing. Yeah, but so. Excalibur. He knew the stories. He mm-hmm. added things. I mean, I really enjoyed his, um. His thing between Umino and Yoshida about how they were forced together, they got no chemistry, mm-hmm. and you know you could see that in the way they were working. And what he'd said, actually, you know, you could tell he was a fan of the product. You could tell he'd done his research into the product, and I think it came together to make a decent commentary show. Yeah, yeah. Um, like if I had to rank um, people to go against Kelly, he's just under, um, he's just under Callis. Yeah, and with Rocky Romero. Down and then Chucky e. T does damn stop burying people, but <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, he was he's good. Yeah, yeah, nothing else to say about this match, really. Yeah, no. If you had to give it a score out of ten, because that's what we do on this podcast. Uh, I mean, from what I understand, it was all of the shittest teams out of the tag league. So, I mean, you're looking at what three and a half, four. I don't do halves, but I'd go for. Yeah, four. Give it four. It was it was nothing to write home about. It's a no fine real... opener. Yeah, it was an opener. There was no storylines. Move on. 
Anyway, so the eight-man tag match with Suzuki Gun of uh, the Suzuki Gun team of Killer Elite Squad, Suzuki and Izuka um, versus the best friends Jeff Cobb and Michael Elgin. Now, I, both our picks are in the same team here. Yes, yes, and I believe I I don't quite remember the scores, but I believe mine. My picks did bad. Might have done better than yours. Mine did really well, but had that really shocking zero and three start. Yeah. So by that point, they were out, and it was like, oh, "What the fuck's the point in pushing them?" So I, be- I, I've led myself to believe that Elgin and Cobb were in there as spoilers to other teams. Mm. Um, you this know, a legitimate were, threat, which is they fine. weren't going to win. They're going to be in the um, six man um, number one contender match, yeah. probably with. Toa Hanare, but <laughs> yeah, that's that's quite yeah, that's quite sad thinking about it. To be perfectly honest, but never mind. But yeah, um, but the most interesting thing about this match, um, there wasn't much interesting. It had Izuka and the Killer Elite Squad in it, but um... <laughs> Izuka can fuck off. I mean, <laughs> I've wanted to rant about this prick for ages. Like, go ahead. I have. I'll have a drink. I don't have any issues with him as a person. I'm sure he's a lovely person, but his gimmick is fucking dog shite. I mean, he's a wild man that bites people's faces. What the fuck is that? He's then got this weird tinfoil glove that he never, ever uses, and he's got garroting wire. Well, make up your mind. Are you a lunatic or a terrorist? Which one are you? I just, Why not both? I just, I don't understand him. I'm, you know, I'm going to say, me and you are reviewing Wrestle Kingdom 9 on Sunday, mm-hmm. and... He's in a match on that show as well, and he's just as bad. He's just as immobile. He's got is he no against against? moves. Oh no, he's in the eight man with Shelton, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Um, against uh, Yano and TM61 and uh, Marafuji. Not Marafuji. It is Marafuji. I think Marafuji. Yeah, it is I was Marafuji. about to say, I I just forget who's on the Suzuki Gun team because we just get blurred together back then. But this was this was fine. But what really we have to talk about is the destruction of Chucky T. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, please, please help me with this. What is happening to Chucky T? The theory is he is the planting chaos for Switchblade. Um, right. Because the chaos took a group photo, and instead of him doing a normal hand signal, he did the Jay White thing. I have seen this. I have seen this. Um, which would be a turd, in my opinion, because one thing I do not want to see, bearing in mind, we'll go through the Wrestle Kingdom 13 card, which has been announced at the end of the show, mm-hmm. but considering Beretta, who I rate so much higher than Chucky T, hasn't made the main show as a singles competitor, and bearing in mind, yes, I know he's been injured, but he split off from Rapongi Vice for that great sole title reason. Match Omega. Exactly. I'd much rather see him, you know, the spotlight on him than on Chucky T. Here's what I predict happening. So I think Chucky T is gonna get sent through. But here's the thing Chucky the the OGs currently don't have a fall guy. Um, so Chucky T is going to be the OG's fall guy. Well, they've got Gato. I know. I know. Okay, yeah, Gato, and I forgot about Gato. And, and then Jado. again, Jado doesn't. Jado doesn't really wrestle, though, does he? No, he just stands there looking menacing with a cane, doesn't he? Though He's, he sometimes hits people with said cane. But that's true. 
He doesn't just stand there with it. What um, are you doing? I'll- you could also say Robbie Eagles, but I think he's too good to be a four guy. I think they just need another four guy, and that's what Chucky e. T is going to be. Okay, seems a. It seems like a bit of a wet fart of a. And then you can bring in Beretta's tag partner from WWE and bring back the Dude Busters. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I loved the Dude Busters. Of course you did. <laughs> right, I didn't. I didn't get thrown on SmackDown growing up. I got superstars. So. <laughs> It's why I always defend Davy Boy Smith Jr. It's, it's why Fair I have enough. an affinity for Tyler X. Oh, God. Yeah, that's that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> anyway, next up was a six-man. Hang on. I just I want to finish this first. Have you ever seen anything? Like I know that, obviously, this ended in a DQ because Chucky T went mental with a chair. Mm-hmm. But have you ever seen anything as ridiculous as watching two men in the size of Elgin and Cobb having to bend over and pretend to take these love-tap chair shots from Chucky T. It they is. were the softest chair shots I've ever seen. Really? Have you seen the one Lance Cade give Ravidi in um, ECW's first pay-per-view? Fair enough, but have you seen the one that Chucky T hits Elgin on the back with? Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. It should, is awful. He's been at the Indies how long? He should not have to throw a chair. Exactly, exactly. Just, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not feeling the Chucky T heel turn at all. I don't care about him as a wrestler. I know he, you know, I know he's decent. I think he's a decent tag team wrestler. Do I want to see him spotlighted as a single stars? Absolutely fucking not. I think this roster is too bloated and too full of stars for him to be pushed as a single star. I would rather see people like Hangman Page, who is fucking brilliant, and we'll get onto that in a minute. I'd rather see him as a single star. I'd rather see Yujiro Takahashi be given a singles push ahead of Chucky T. He has been given a singles push. He had an IWGP title match. Well, maybe he should have another one. (laughs) (laughs) Because if Chucky T has one, I swear to God, I'm just rage quitting. I'd watch that. Uh, You'd have to. I I have to, yeah. Um, anyway, next up was the Chaos team of Rapunky 3K and Ishii versus the Suzuki-gun team of Desperado, Kanemaru, and Zack Sabre Jr. And, again, not much to say in this match, apart from the show, fits in so well with the heavyweight. Yes, he does. Yeah, he does. And, the, in my opinion, he's one best of the Super Juniors away from being broken off from Yo and being given this mental singles run. Yeah, he is... The mo is the best. He's like the one person I can see taking Kushida for the ace of genius because he's just he has everything they want in an ace. Yeah, and he's more charismatic than Kushida. Something uh. that I am looking forward to. I mean, the Wrestle Kingdom 13 show is going to be absolutely off the wall. It's going to be incredible. This show. Oh, absolutely. Um, but one thing I am massively looking forward to is watching Show and Shingo again. That is- yeah, that is just... It's such a weird thing that these two are genius. It is, because there's... I'm sorry, but there's absolutely no way Shingo is a junior. Absolutely <laughs> no. There was a one of... I think it's Excalibur that actually says, I think the scales might be broken at New Japan. <laughs> Which I thought was quite and, nice when they were talking about Shingo. Shingo broke them. Yeah. There's no way he's a junior. Um... But yeah, um, this was good. The stuff, be- any stuff between Zack Sabre Jr. or Sho and Ishii were was obviously amazing. Yeah, I agree. Um, Kanemaru used to be amazing, but it's a bit old right now. So 
Well, yeah, he's been going a while. Um, yeah, and Desperado just never gets a good chance to do much, but he's good. Desperado's brilliant. Kanemaru was the fall guy in the junior tag league. He will, yeah. I presume, be the man who takes the fall at Wrestle Kingdom 13. Um, yeah. Because I can't see Suzuki Goon coming out of that match with the titles. Yeah, they've, they've, it's the only, the only three belts that are allowed long reigns. The rest of them have just exactly. been hot. I don't know if they know what to do with such a long reign. The fact that this, <laughs> the fact by Dominion was the longest reign in five years, and it was at three months. That's disgusting. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, we'll get more into that in the Wrestle Kingdom stuff because otherwise we'll just never get through this card. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I will say though that that opening exchange between Ishii and Zack Sabre Junior was fucking brilliant. But always fucking brilliant. We've had what? How many matches this year? And they've all been brilliant. So yeah, it's going to be incredible. Anyway, do Absolutely. carry on. Um, the LIJ team of Bushi, Shingo, and Naito versus the Bullet Club team of Chase Owens, Hangman Page, and I'm just going to say Takahashi. And I did like that they brought up the history between Naito and Taka. You yeah. don't see that much. You don't. And I like the way that they sort of treated the audience as though they were, you know, that everyone should know their history. I quite mm-hmm. like that. Because um, when you do, fans will just pick up on the history. Yeah, and later on, you know, we do it again, you know, sort of harken back to our history. One thing, and I know I, I hate bringing up WWE on stuff like this, but one thing that WWE seems to do is they pick and choose their history. You know, they try and rewrite yeah. things so many times if it doesn't suit what they're trying to do. You know, New Japan embraces that history, and that's what mm-hmm. I love about the product. You know, it's, it's such an immersive product. They do really, really embrace that history. And, <laughs> you know, as a, as a relatively new fan, to learn that Takahashi and Naito used to be a thing is alarming. Uh, especially fair. when you consider what Takahashi is now. When you get to the Naito bit of um, of Wrestle Kingdom 9, it might make a bit more sense why he was a junior tag guy. Yeah, I, I imagine so. I imagine so. But, you know, this was this was a really good match. I think the best part of this match came when Shingo and Hangman Page faced off. Absolutely. The roof came off the place when they knocked each other down with those lariats after that exchange. I mean, did you know you wanted to see Shingo versus Hangman Page in a singles match? Because I fucking didn't, but I do now. No, neither did I. And to be fair, Shingo would probably be in the G1 because he's not staying a junior once they actually weigh him. So Exactly. I mean, <laughs> that's why we need to start promoting some juniors so that Shingo can get into the G1 and have absolutely amazing matches against Ishii against Hangman Page, against Omega, against Okada in these, you know, in the G1 matches, you know, against Ibushi. Mm. Imagine Shingo taking on Ibushi. <laughs> I've got an erection just thinking about it. It'll be incredible. Right, if this is what you like thinking about match, we're going to be like at TakeOver. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's Pete Dunne. Um... I'm, making, I'm making gaffes <laughs> it next year. Brilliant. Um, we haven't rated erection? these matches, man. Um, to be to be okay, so very quickly, the second eight man, like three out of ten, it was bollocks. Three out of ten, yeah. Um, the it's got chaos in it. Yeah, the chaos one, five out of ten. Yes, but only because of Ishii and Saber. Yeah, and then the Ally, um, the Ally versus Bullet Columbus one. I give it a six. I was, I was actually, just going to say that. I was going to give it a six. I think Shingo and Hangman. I hope to God that's one thing I do hope. If all Elite Wrestling does kick off the ground, I am really hoping that he stays in New Japan because I think he could be given a big, big push. Absolutely. 
quick question. Uh, Sorry, yeah. I know I keep cutting you off. Quick question. Do you see Hangman Page as a potential Intercontinental Champion at some point? Thank God you said that. I see him US now, and then I see him in a few years, maybe. It US now, he... I see in a few years, yeah. I if agree. he continues his current trajectory, he's going to be amazing. He's still amazingly young. Yeah, he is, deceptively so. Hang on, how old, um, how old is he very quickly? I'll get this. Actually, you read out the next match and tell, and I'll get this up. Okay, but... so the next match was the Bullet Club OG's team of Switchblade Jay White, Taiji Shimori, Bad Luck Farley, taking on Kazuchika Okada, Kushida, and Tori Yano. So, um, Rob, how old are you? I am 28. Hangman's 27. Wow. You can go off someone, apparently, very quickly. Um, <laughs> I mean, you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck thing, is that about? thing is, I know you're 28. I don't know why I asked. Yeah, I, I know you know I'm 28 as well, which was very strange. It does come up in many podcasts. It does. Yeah, well, our age seems to be your thing. I'm just going to put it's it in. The, it's the only thing I have over you and Gaff. That's true. That's true. It's... But- that and a knowledge of New Japan, but it's just never going to help me. Yeah, you just cling on to those things. You you cling yes. on to those things, my friend. Thank uh, you. <laughs> so, yeah, this match, um, okay match, nothing really to talk about. It was, you know, it's fun. Any match that includes Taiji Shimori and Kushida is going to be fun. I mm-hmm. love the stuff between Jay Wright and Okada. I can't wait for that match at Wrestle Kingdom. I think that is going to be just pure, absolute hell on earth. Absolutely. If one of them doesn't come out bleeding, then it's not the right match. Switchblade should bring out an actual switchblade. Well, let's let's not let's not degrade into actual murder. Um, CZ dub. <laughs> but again, we talked about in the previous match how um, New Japan referenced their history uh, mm-hmm. with all the stuff between Takahashi and Naito, which was mm-hmm. no limit. Was that what their tag team was I called? Think no so. limits. This was before I was watching, but yeah, I think. Um, so. I think that's what they said. I did note it down. Now I can't find the note. Um, but they also here referenced um, GBH, where Toriyano was mm-hmm. saved by Togi Makabe. Uh, yeah. Post beatdown, where Togi Makabe saw off Bad Luck Farley, <laughs> which was interesting, and Jay <laughs> White. They've had actually fat, uh, Maccabees put out one of the best matches I've seen out of Farley. So, well, fair enough then. Um, boy, it was nice. You know, you got Maccabee who a load of people turned on. Um, I believe to form Chaos. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So to see him now, you know, come to the the aid of Toriano and do you know what this was again where Excalibur was absolutely fucking brilliant mm-hmm. where he absolutely. said do you know what bridges need to be built in the face of a common enemy yeah exactly because that's what's been happening with Okada and Tana um, where they're suddenly teaming and I love it yeah yeah exactly I was um, hoping we'd be in tag league but tag league don't pay enough no there was a couple of teams I was hoping would be in tag league to be perfectly honest that weren't and that to be will... honest I, I understand why the likes of the Golden Lovers and Tana and um, Akada aren't in tag league you can't because they're not winning and you can't have them be losing to the likes of Great Bash Heel but <laughs> no that's true but on the flip side of that you know they did that to boost you know what they assumed would be flagging numbers but if you have mm-hmm. a look at the numbers from this year's World Tag League um, I've heard on a podcast that the numbers are up 
quite considerably from last year's tag league. Yeah, there's, there was no... Um, all the gymnasiums we were in looked full. Um, the bleat, um, the nose, they didn't sell any nose bleed seats, but it's not like SmackDown you see nowadays where half the arena's blocked off. There's like a few rows blocked off and that's it. Yeah. So attendance, and it's very easy to gauge how many people are there because they, because um, brightly lit um, New Japan, um, brightly lit shows just out all over um, the single camera New Japan. Yeah, sure. Dave Meltzer should just be must just be sitting there with a notebook counting the people. <laughs> That's what he spends these shows doing. Yeah. Um, um, next match. Yeah, match match was Bullet Club of Kenny Omega, Mike's Girl, um, and the Young Bucks versus David Finley, Tanahashi, Juice. Ro- oh, we didn't rate that four out of ten. Yeah. Um, Juice Robinson and Taguchi, and this was fun. There was a lot of comedy in this match, which, to be fair, all the elite are good at. Um, I will just say, I, we knew we were getting comedy when Omega didn't take his shirt off. Yeah, very true. It's like, if Naito's on the undercard, he'll keep his shirt on. If, yep, um, exactly. Omega's, if Omega's doing a comedy match, he'll keep his shirt on. But, um, yeah, a few other spots were a bit tired. But it, it was fine. Like, I'm sick of the whole super kick thing. I know it's the Young Bucks gimmick, but... It, but... <laughs> Yeah, this is fine. I'm I'm still annoyed with Matt and Nick Jackson, but that's not their fault at this point because we hadn't done it yet. <laughs> yeah, this... I know, and you know it sort of puts a dampener on the end of at the end of this show. But I mean, I've said before the silence when the elite came out. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, I know we we talk about silence being deafening, but Jesus Christ, you could hear that silence for miles. Yeah, and this like, is your it, IWGP it, it, heavyweight champion. It's not a done. Well, okay, let's quickly move on uh, <laughs> to Osprey versus Taichi. Now, drop. <laughs> I can't believe we've moved on from the IWGP heavyweight champion Kenny Omega, the person who's challenging him, Hiroshi Tanahashi, the winner of the G1 Climax 28, to fucking Taichi. Right, here's the thing, Rob. You admitted before we went on air today that this was match of the night. Yeah, it was. By a mile. By an absolute mile. By an absolute mile. And Taichi had the majority of the offense in this match. I will grant you, I will grant you that Taichi is not underrated because I think he's rated exactly where he needs to be rated. Um, (laughs) I, I think that he has had some good matches this year. And I think this is his best match. I think it's got a lot to do with who he's in a ring with, but I think his style helped Osprey because obviously once you get to a heavyweight, yeah. you can't be doing the ridiculous flippy shit that Osprey, you know, would be risking his own it, life to do. Ab- absolutely, exactly. Um, the a very Kawada approach by Tai Chi in this match, which Excalibur kept bringing up. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, um, did. <laughs> but I, to be honest, a lot of this match was brawling into the crowd, and after tag league, I'm just sick of brawling into the crowd. No, I understand that. I understand, Every... especially when you've got two Suzuki Gun teams as well. Yeah, and like even when not Suzuki Gun, like the firing squad do it all the time now as well. That's true. And I'm just sick of brawling into the crowd. But when it wasn't brawling into the crowd, great stuff. Like Tai Chi. Is not as fast as Osprey, but managed to keep up with him. Like Osprey, when he got going, was working at his pace. And to be fair, to people who say Osprey can't sell, 
one, go watch anything he's done with Jimmy Havoc, he fucks. Two, watch this match because Jesus. Yeah, the I agree. selling. I like, agree. Would... I mean, like the entire thing about his ribs in this match, mm-hmm. and the fact that Tai Chi targeted the ribs. And you know what? There was no ridiculous comedy spots from Tai mm-hmm. Chi in this match. You know, we didn't do the ridiculous pomp and circumstance where he, you know, rips his trousers off and does it. I know he did. He did rip his trousers off eventually, but it wasn't, you know, as part of this horrible comedy spot. I, he, I would. He, he legitimately looked like he wanted to fuck Osprey up. Yeah, they brought that up in commentary where um, he didn't take the never belt seriously, and then he lost it, and he was like, "No, I miss this now." But um, I would rather have Tai Chi ripping off his pants than someone pulling down the straps. <laughs> I mean This is a baptism of fire for you, Rob. Yeah, being wow. on Tai Chi's not gonna appear as much after this, so I no, think well no, no. Though to be fair, I imagine you'll be challenging for titles. Hopefully never getting them, but I uh... I really hope he's in the G one next year, because be honest, who would you rather see in the G one? Um Tai Chi or Yoshihashi? It's not about who I'd rather, it's who they're going to. Who are they going to put in? They're obviously going to put Yoshihashi in because Yoshihashi will, in their eyes, draw more than Tai Chi. Yoshihashi will have... In my opinion, Yoshihashi is able to be carried to better matches than Tai Chi will be on a more consistent basis. Okay, this was a who... very, very good match. A very as... good match. And definitely praise needs to be put on to Tai Chi. It's not all Osprey that had this match. You yeah, know, Tai Chi Osprey did everything was... well. Osprey's still fucked. Osprey's still injured, which I hope to God he is fine oh, for the, the fact, Tokyo Dome. The fact it's a rib injury and he can hit the Stormbreaker, I think that's very... And it was a really good Stormbreaker. So. Can I just say that the Stormbreaker is one of the most beautiful moves I've ever seen? It's so fucking cool. Like, I first it's I hated it because it... At first, when he first started doing it, I hated it because it was, took him so much setup. But now he can do it seamlessly, so I have no complaints with the move anymore. No, and I think if that's the move he's going to use to finish off um, people in mm-hmm. in the heavyweight division, because you know the Oz Cutter, it's a it's a it's a good move, but it's a very it, junior move. Yeah, it's a lethal injection without going back upside down. And exactly. also, I'm very glad he's no longer doing that six thirty because Jesus fuck. Like, when Ricochet does it, it doesn't look like he's killing himself. Or when Osprey does it, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I agree. But, and I think but, the right person's gone over here. I think Osprey uh, needed the win. Yeah, I know uh, you're Tai Chi absolutely. fan. But, I, do, I do love Tai Chi, but I understand that others have a dream matches and New Japan doesn't book for me. Stupidly. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that your match is a rematch between Goto and Tai Chi. Goto can fuck off. On that note, the next match was a never open weight title match between Coach Ribushi and Hiroki Goto, and how ha- hallelujah this was taken off at Tokyo Dome, because this would have ruined the show for me. Yeah, just quickly, I'm going to give the Tai Chi Osprey match seven, All right. seven and a half. We don't do half, so oh, it's man. an eight. Oh, it's going to have to be an No, God, it can't be an eight. We round up here and begin. Yeah, right. Do you know what? No, eight. I will give it eight. I will give it eight. It was a good match. Yeah. Very good match. Very enjoyable. Absolutely. Um, I completely agree with you. This was such a letdown. Um, to be fair, it, it started off cool, like the, the way Kota sold that lariat. But after that, they were definitely going through the motions. And I don't think that's Kota's 
fault. Kota Ibushi's when he's leading a match for match when and when Kota was leading this match, this match was exciting. I, I said the same thing with the Cody matches earlier this year. Yeah. Um where when Ibushi was leading them, they were amazing, but when Cody was leading them, they were kind of so so. And Goto has that pro- problem where he's just he's lost a lot. Like he was he's had a few amazing performances in the G one, most notably against Ishii and Omega. He had a fantastic but, match in the G one against Ibushi. Yeah. Um I, that's another one we got lost in the G one shuffle. Yeah. But yeah, the thing is, he was the weak, one of the weaker guys in a good block. So, I, I know, I've ranted, I've ranted about Goto a bit too much on the podcast. He's a good worker, and genuinely, when he got into the finals um, of G1 a few years ago, I was excited, because it was something different. Yeah. And the problem is, they've been playing the same story with him. He's played several times this year, alone. Well, we talked about when we did the Power Struggle review, we talked mm-hmm. about how that match was all almost a mirror image of the match he had at Wrestle Kingdom with Suzuki. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know, you know what, though? There was a thing that... There was a point... I forget who said it, but I'm saying what Goto's doing for the Never Open weight title, what Nakamura did for the Intercontinental. Fuck off. Wow. They said that on commentary on during his entrance, and I'm like, no, fuck Like... Even, like, Goto now doesn't, like, na- as bad as Nakamura has become. Like, he's basically become Kenzo Suzuki. But I'd still care more if he returned to New Japan than Goto. And I cared a lot more about the IC title with um, with Nakamura holding it than Goto. But also, Rocky Romero absolutely buried Goto in this match because he said... Um, never open weight championship just hasn't had the right champion yet. I mean, they they didn't do a great job of building the open weight championship. I can sort no. of see what they mean when you think Nakamura mm-hmm. and New Japan. You think Intercontinental Championship because Nakamura did so much to elevate that belt to the point exactly. where you know we talked about this earlier. How you know it is the second most prestigious championship in the ta- in you know, in the company, mm-hmm. and he, it he didn't quite, make... quite easily headline shows. Yeah, he d- he made it to the point where the IC title now comfortably headlines shows. Goto could not, and on his destruction show, which aren't big shows, are normally going to sell out just the New Japan names alone. And it wasn't the main event. A special, a, a mediocre special match was the main event. And like the fact that Goto can make a title in New Japan headline, because the junior titles headlined in New Japan, I'm pretty sure the never open weight six man have headlined a, a show at They've one point. New Year's Dash, I think. Yeah, exactly. So to be fair, New Year's Dash is basically in boxing, but well, yeah, yeah, just what so I will say one. though is what I will say is though, when you think Haruki Goto, what championship mm-hmm. do you think? Because I think open weight. Has he, been, I, has he been the champion four times now? Was this his fourth reign? Yeah, several times. But here's the thing. You don't think of... But when, then when you think of never open weight title, you think me. You think filler. By that same extension. Mm. In that case... But I don't care what title you associate with someone. I care what you associate with the title. Fair enough. Because you can, you can associate Triple H with a World Heavyweight Championship or 
day long. It doesn't make 2003 Raw any good. Oh, come on now. The Reign of Terror was outstanding. Um, <laughs> that was better. Uh. So, Ibushi won. Yeah. Um, and, of course, we had Will Ospreay come out and challenge for it, yes. which we all loved. Um, Kota Ibushi did the most dickhead, arrogant handshake in the world, which made this challenge even better. It was a very Nakamura move. It, it was, wasn't it? Um, do you know what? It's opening the Tokyo Dome, this show, and it could potentially steal. We could say that about every single match on this card. It could steal the show. Yeah, but not every single match now, Rob. Well, no, but... okay, no. The United States Championship is the weak link. But, you know, this we'll genuinely get could. We'll in, like se- in like two minutes because we have very little to say about this actual match. Go on. Which is LIJ versus Willard's of Destiny. Now, this was fine. Went on way too fucking long. 27 minutes it went. Yeah, and one second. I've had a second in my life. I'll never get back, Rob. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I'm, I'm we've had you. better matches. They have, and I feel like I've seen this match mm-hmm. a lot this year to now. To be fair, this, this match would have happened in Tag League. This match did happen in Tag League, yeah. Exactly. It was one block. Um, I don't know. I'm... I just, I wasn't, you know, I am, I love Sonata and Evil. You know how much I love Evil and Sonata. But yep, it's I, come up. Yeah, many times. Um, I was not into this match. Yeah, exactly. All. And I love everyone in this match. You should have seen me fucking chanting for Evil and Sonata both times they appeared in Ring of Honor Edinburgh. But, eh. Uh. I don't know, because, like, I don't hate the Gorillas of Destiny. I don't I hate don't. Tamatonga and Tangaloa. No, but, but I'm not hating on the people in this match. For, but it's at the end of a very, very, very long tour. But and the like, it's the widest tour um, we do. Like they go from one end of, of Japan to the other yeah, and back, basically. Yeah, and, and there's no, it's not their fault. But at the same time, it should feel more grandiose. And to be fair, it would feel somewhat grandiose. If it wasn't for what happened post-match. Um, LIJ won, by the way, beating the reigning IWGP tag champions. What I thought was going to happen was Gorillas of Destiny win and challenge the Young Bucks. I thought, how, I thought that's what was how they're going to get them on the dome and then we'll put... Yeah, I, I, I can see where you're coming from with that, but would you really want a Wrestle Kingdom show that has got no evil and Sonata on? You, you look at the... the six, they'd be in the six, man. And with, who? with who? Bushi. Oh no, he's in the shit. Uh, exactly. There, there is no one. If they had a Romu, then there wouldn't be an issue. But you know, Naito's in the semi-main event. Bushi is oh, in no, the yeah, junior exactly. tag league with Shingo. Exactly. Jesus. Okay. So yeah, this is really a whole New Japan book themselves into. Yeah. Well, that was so. what I thought halfway through. I was like, well, Evil and Sonata are winning this. I will mm-hmm. say of the entire match, there was two spots which I enjoyed. There was that power, the super power bomb. Yeah, which the Gorillas of Destiny have used to put everyone away. And Sonata countered it with a Hurricane Rana, which looked gorgeous because mm-hmm. everything he does looks seamless. And then they eventually went over with a Darkness Falls followed by Sonata's Moonsault, which mm-hmm. is good, but it's no Iosha Rise. Um, no, so. Do you know what? I'm, I'm happy with the result. I think the right team won. Um, it's a match reflecting of how I feel about Tag League. But it was a. It was an average match, and I yes. think five if, out of ten. Yeah, I I can't give it any more than that. 
And when, you know, this followed, you know, let's let's be perfectly honest here, a, a pretty disappointing Ibushi Goto match. Mm-hmm. And I never thought I'd say that about an Ibushi match. It's not Ibushi's fault. And I have said that about Ibushi matches. But Yeah, fair enough. And to be fair, if I was Goto, I think I'd be I think I'd be putting, you know, going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Being told you're losing the championship just before Wrestle Kingdom and then you're not even going to be on the main show. He hasn't done anything with the title. And quite frankly... He's done nothing all year. Yeah, exactly. Like, he had that... It was an, it was an amazing match with Suzuki. And then... Oh, yeah, 100%. Nothing. And he had a few stand-up matches in the G1, but everyone had a few stand-up... But fucking Yoshihashi had stand-up matches in the G1. Exactly. So... And when you think about the times that Goto defended the title, ones that stand out to me, Evil at New Beginning, that was a garbage match. Mm. You know, and mm. obviously yeah, it was decent, but by New Japan standards, it yeah. was garbage. Absolutely. You know, you'd watch Sonada and Okada have an absolutely out- a really underrated match, I thought, headlining one good. of the New Beginning You watch Hiromu and Will Ospreay tear the house up. Yeah. You know, you watch... Who at Naito and even Naito and Yoshihashi had a good match, and then Goto and Evil couldn't have a good match. Now, for me, that's not Evil, because Evil otherwise has proved that he can have fantastic matches. Yeah, and for but, me, like, it just felt like Goto has phoned in a lot of this year. Goto is basically, in terms of ability for me, Goto is basically Yoshihashi with um a better character except the character's been played out anyway so moving on from that because you somehow went back to <laughs> sorry bashing the, the young bucks came out oh my and, god like but have you ever seen naito come out to challenge okada um the first time naito won the g1 is this where he was not over with the crowd in the slightest not he was over at the end of the g1 but then i I I think this might have been a I don't know where this was, but like came out stunned silence. He was the never open weight champion at the time, by the way. Uh, um, ste- steps in the ring, says I am New Japan's um number one, and some of the crowd <laughs> audibly laughed, and it, this felt a lot like that. And when we were like our whole career has been a grueling tour, I'm like, so is this. Every wrestler has that grueling tour yeah. at some point. Brock Lesnar had that grueling tour at some point so that isn't an option you can't just like it's it's completely made tag league completely trivial and we've done this with both tag leagues this year they have um to have the young bucks come out at the end of this tour to then you know and they have done nothing to warrant being put into this match now Mm -hmm. i will i'll preface all of the ranting that we are going to do by saying adding Young Bucks to anything is only going to make it better. Because the Young Bucks are fucking brilliant. I'm happy on the card, but it doesn't mean it's a good story. And, well, let's put it this way. Okay, Chris, look at the match we've just got between Evil and Sonata. Exactly. I don't want to see that again. We don't want to see that again. So, on the one hand, from a positive standpoint, we are getting that with added Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. You look at any Young Bucks match... And it's an excellent watch. Yeah, so they have put them my with personal tag match of the year. Exactly, so. and you look at their match with Evil and Sonada at their strong that... style evolved. Yeah, I mean, oh no, it was, yeah, it was strong style evolved. You yeah, know, excellent match. You know, even with the gorilla added Tamatonga and Tongaloa, you know, brawling and shit like that, which they are now a 
apparently keen to do. You know, I'm up for that. What mm. I take an issue with is how they've done it, how they haven't been in World Tag League. They've made a mockery of this entire thing that they expect their fan base to sit through. I wasted so much time. We Everyone has. I mean, I think Not... I've watched, I watched four full days and then I cherry-picked matches. But even oh, I okay. feel like I'm I've so wasted sorry. my time. And I'm sorry, Evil and Sonata have won this tag league, and what does it mean now? Yeah. Fuck all. Because apparently can I, you can just walk in. Can I not do tag league next year? We will both do tag league next year, mate. We'll I'll share the suffering. We'll make share God the suffering. It. We'll make God do it, Jesus. <laughs> and I think he'd leave. <laughs> I don't I'm I'm just imagining sitting there going. But I I know Chris is talking about this Tai Chi guy a lot, but why why he sucks? Yeah. What he just he keeps taking off his trousers. I don't understand. Um, I mean, the difference between this and the junior tag league, at least with the junior tag league, there was logical reasoning as to why it's now a triple threat tag match because they all had victories over each other. Mm-hmm. Fine. I mean, sort of negates the final, but do you know what? Fine. And we've seen the match. It's going to be outstanding. But there is a logical reason as to why we are seeing that match. Mm-hmm. Here, two men walk in, go, we want our rematch. And Evil and Sonada and Tamatonga and Tangaloa accept it. Why? Exactly. Why would you do that? Because Absolutely. now, Tamatonga and Tangaloa don't even need to get pinned. To lose the titles, absolutely trivial, and they've done this before. And this is why I always, this is why I protested so hard about tag league because they do this on a regular basis. But I mean, like, okay, um, even Sonata won it last year. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. The tag league was relatively shit, but mm-hmm. the final match was brilliant, really mm-hmm. good. Absolutely. You look at the year before. You got GBH taking on again Tamatonga and Tangalo. They have not got a great record. Um, no. You know, outstanding match. This was an average match mm. followed by, effectively, a massive kick in the bollocks. Yeah, it was. It sounded what was a pretty good tag league. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie. This show was really, really, really good. I really enjoyed this show. It was. It was a. It was an enjoyable show. It, and the fact that it was, you know, it was it wasn't four hours is always nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it really, really did sour the ending for me because yeah, then absolutely. they left, and Sonada and Evil continued to celebrate with his trophies, and you couldn't help feeling that. And they came out to silence. By the way, I mean, yeah. I know I spoke about silence when the elite came out. This was awful. This was. Awkward silence. It was horrendous. Hence the um, Naito comparison yeah. from earlier. That if you ever watch that, it is dead awkward. Anyway, enough about this show. I apologise. Shall we? Uh, shall we have a look at Wrestle Kingdom? Let's have a. Let's make ourselves happy, Rob. Well, okay. Okay. First of all, do you want to just quickly cherry cherry pick some matches from the Tokyo Dome, the Road to Tokyo Dome shows? Uh, okay, we have Shota Umino versus Shingo Takai. Now. The fact that is this Shingo Takagi's first singles match? It might be. Do you know not what? ever. But... Not ever. No, obviously not. But in New Japan, I'm sure it is, isn't it? Yeah. And do you Umino's know what? A good young boy. Umino's, so. a, Umino's a great young lion. I'm well up for this match. I think it's going to be great. Okada um, versus Ghetto. 
That's going to be good. Do you know what? I'm actually really looking forward to that. That is that'll be really good. That'll be it's really going to be good. the closest New Japan gets to bollocks, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, 100%. That's the Saturday show, isn't it? Um, at current. Yeah, that, yeah, that is... That's the 14th. Oh, no, sorry. That's 14th. Friday the 14th. Um, that's this Friday. That's this Friday. I'll be giving a big presentation when going home and watching New Japan. <laughs> and then we've got the Road to the Tokyo Dome on the 15th, the Saturday. And Which, now... there's only one match worth talking about here. I'm so, I'm sorry to... The, t- the masks until a Hinari versus Shoyo and Rocky Romero, but... <laughs> no, please. What is the, the main event? Will Ospreay and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus the Golden Lovers. And it's not going to be as good as we have in our minds because they're going to be saving themselves. Well, maybe not Ospreay because he's fucking crazy. Well, true. But they're going to be saving themselves. Like, these Road 2 sh- shows never have anything all that amazing, but it would be a good... It would be a good morning watch. It will. And let me ask you a question. Yeah. The main event of Wrestle Kingdom 12, Okada versus Naito. Yeah. Were you pumped for that match? Um, I know the history. The story had me hyped, but I've also the, Thank you. the knowledge that they have never had a great match together sort of diminished it. Okay, the story had you hyped. At the moment, storyline wise, have. Tanahashi and Omega done enough for you to get you hyped. Take the fact that you know that these two are two of the best in-ring wrestlers in the world. If I was going off a story alone, then no. Would it's you... a weird. It's been a weird mix of kayfabe and shoot, and it's it's just not balanced it well. Yeah, it's just, it's just go. Well, I don't like how you wrestle. Well, I don't like how you wrestle. Exactly. Well, it doesn't matter because you have to fight now. And do you know what? They've got two matches. They've got an eight-man tag, I believe, on the Saturday. I think it's an eight-man tag, or is it a ten-man tag? They've also got the rest of press conferences. Yeah, they've to... got an eight-man tag on the Friday. Um, Yano, Maccabee, Osprey, and Han- Tanahashi taking on Golden Lovers, Takashi, and Chase. And mm-hmm. then they've got this tag match on the Saturday. They've got two matches... Because, you know, obviously I know it's going to be an outstanding match and I'm sure that I am going to be absolutely buzzing off my tits for it because they're both amazing. But they have got two matches to make me care, storyline-wise. Yeah. Because be, the match it, on the not, Tag League Finals did not. It's not hard to put... It, literally, you just go, I'm the best in the world. You used to be the best in the world. But you don't need to... This doesn't need... And New Japan never do complicated stories. I don't know why they went down a weird path here. But anyway, the actual Wrestle Kingdom show... Yes, um, the Wrestle Kingdom the, show itself. The pre-show number one contender's got a match with an ever-openweight six-man championship. Yeah, the number only one tit- contender. Yeah, only title not being defended. I think they're doing I, it at New Year's Dash. Yeah, I'm. To be honest with you, Rob, I'm quite upset that this isn't the Rumble. I fucking love the Rumble. Okay. <laughs> you you have no idea how much I popped that time Haku came out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well. I will say now that the pre-show is an hour, is that right? Yeah. So the Gauntlet match, I think at Wrestle Kingdom 12, I think that lasted 20, 21 minutes, 22 minutes, something like that. Um, This has got an hour to fill. To be fair, the Rumble never does an hour. They always have like one half of video packages, the other half. I know. But just think about how many absolutely batshit insane teams could come out. Which is why I am kind of hyped for this. It's like a tag team rumble. Exactly. I mean, you look at 
I mean, look at the people who aren't. The, the names that stand out to me that aren't on the main show. Minoru Suzuki. Oh, I just realised. Shit. We'll get into that in a second. But Taichi. Oh, Suzuki, Taichi and Nizuka. There we go. Yep. Also, KS. Yeah. Um, I don't miss them. Um, no, I know. But if you had Suzuki and KS, yeah. that's Ligu a six and Ta- Yeah, Liger and Tiger are going to be there. Probably with Toa Hanare. Probably. You've um, got Goto. Oh, wait, no, is um, Yano on the main thing? No, Yano's not on the main oh, thing. Then, oh, then it would be great patch here of Makabe, um, Hamana, and um, yeah. Yano. Do cool. you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if that's the team they win it. Yeah, to be fair, this will be fun. Yeah. It, won't be, it would be a nice appetizer. It will wake me up at 8am on that. When, when is it on? A Friday? Oh, fucking yeah. yes, a Friday. Yes, it is a Friday, yes. Um, but yeah, so that's the pre-show. We can, mm-hmm. you know, there's no bad luck Farley on the main show either. No. No Robbie um, Eagles. No, you know, there's there's a lot of people they can draw on to create good teams here. Yeah, this is going to be good. Yeah, um, that's probably why we did it, because there's so much not there. Yeah. Um, we're going to run down this card. We're, n- we're not going to give predictions. Are we? No, that's going to be a separate podcast. That's a we're separate gonna, podcast. We're going to preview we're, Wrestle Kingdom. We're just going to run down it and sort of get hard before we go. <laughs> <laughs> before we go home. <laughs> yeah. Okay, do you want to run it down then? All right, Kurobushi versus Will Ospreay. Ah, God. God, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's it's the match that everyone wants. It's going to be insane. might die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ospreay seems like the type of person who'd tell Kurobushi to actually um, Kamigoye him. Yeah. No, 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 don't pull back on that shit. Knee my head off. <laughs> actually, knee my head off. God. <laughs> I like I Osprey kills himself on small shows. He kills himself for pro for like progress, um ballroom shows. So Oh yeah, he doesn't know how not to have a full on balls to the wall match, does he? It's quite worrying. It but really anyway. Is. Um the second match is L I J versus Shoenyo versus um Kanemaru and Desperado and this is gonna be fine. I think this should open more than because these two because Abushi and Osprey could kill the show. I mean, with any other card, with any other card from any other promotion, I would agree with you. I would agree yeah. that that would need to be higher up. But if you look at the matches we've got left, then... Yeah, fair enough. Like, this third one, Tamasiro Ishii oh, versus Zack Sabre Jr. This genuinely it's... is the match. Well, yeah, not just... the match, but one of the matches I am most looking forward they... to. Never had a bad match. The match in the US title tournament was great. The match in the G1 was great. I believe they've met in a New Japan Cup. I can't remember if it's this year's. Uh, Uh, I don't think so. Didn't he beat Sonata, Naito, and... and Ibushi. Ibushi. Yeah. So, yeah. This is going to be awesome. Um, It's for a title I don't care about, but... Oh, well. At least it's not the Ring of Honor title. To be fair, the Ring of Honor title is nicer to look at. Yeah. Um, Oh, 100%. It's a very basic title, the Rev Pro one. Yeah. Um, it's like it was made in paint. Yeah. Much like Rev Pro's booking. Um, Whoa, savage. Come on now. Come on now. Focus. They no had Kojima go over Walter. Come on. No more. No okay. more. You're better than this. I'm not. <laughs> and you know <laughs> um, Next, we have the Gorillas of Destiny versus Sonata and Evil versus the Young Bucks and... It's gonna be fine. It's gonna, gonna be. It's gonna be a good it, match. It's gonna be a cool down. Yeah. Um. Actually, this is gonna be a two kill down 
bit because then we have Cody versus Juice. Which, to be fair, then I like the more old school approach Cody's been taking. Yeah, I mean, it's found his niche other than WWE work style, like his working the old NWA style. I, 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 I've been digging it. Yeah, do you know what? I'm fine with it. I hope Juice goes over. Whether he yeah. will or not, I don't know. But Juice is, <clears throat> I'm surprised. I'm surprised Juice made it on and Suzuki didn't. To be honest, yeah, so am I. Juice over a lot of people. To be perfectly yeah. honest, I put Finley in that position before Juice at this point. But well, yeah, he's for C block champion, Rob. All right, no, you've made your point. You've made your point. Um, next we have Kishida <clears throat> versus Ishimori. Which they didn't meet in the Super Juniors. I'm glad they're meeting here. God, yes. I mean, you look at the juniors at the moment. This was the this only match. Be- this was the only yeah. match for me that was Wrestle Kingdom worthy. Absolutely. And I hope Ishimori goes over because Kushida's boring. Actually, Absolutely. Ishimori does look like a dark version of Kushida. <laughs> he does. <laughs> they have like the, they have the same hair. They do. They really do. Um, um, next, next we're gonna have Okada versus JY and. This has to be a bloodbath. Oh, God, yeah. God, yeah. JY is not going to know what's hit him in this. But I will say now, character-wise, Jay White has been brilliant this year. Absolutely. He's, and, and he he's, had a really good Jay, uh, G1. He's been booked strongly Oh yeah, He's gone over um, three of the four pillars, in, um, four pillars in New Japan. Yeah, he has. I will say now, though, he's got to pull out an outstanding match here. Yeah, to really not cement had... himself as that, I hate using this word, but you know, the top gaijin in the company, if Omega he... leaves, mm-hmm. he's got to pull out an absolutely outstanding match here. He, he's had five great matches this year, and I believe he can have one of his great matches against Okada, so I believe it will be great. Oh yeah, there's no uh, way in hell Okada's not having a good match at Wrestle Kingdom. This could... This could be amazing. I don't think it would be match of the night by any means, but no, no, neither do I. But next, next up we have Jericho versus Naito, and I kind of wish Jericho went up against someone he hadn't went up against yet. Yeah, but I suppose on by but, the same token, you've got those four pills of New Japan. You cannot have, you know, a semi-main event without them, really. Who yeah, are you but. Gonna- you know, who would you put in that position? I was about to say Okada, but the Jay White match has me t- too hyped. Exactly, um, that was too organic. Maybe Tanner. Well, who would you have had win the G1? Naito. Omega and Naito are great. You can't have Naito win two in a row. Right, or we going to have a boost you last week. Fine. But it's, it's, it's more a minor complaint than a card winning complaint. Oh, no, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I would have liked to have seen you know, that fourth person really be the person that Jericho couldn't beat. Because there's, mm. I mean, I know we're not doing predictions, but this is one we are both in agreement on. Jericho is not walking out of the Tokyo Dome with that title. No. And to be fair, we didn't think he was walking out Dominion with title. So Jericho's extremely unpredictable. No, But true. at the same time, he might be predictable. We think he's unpredictable, so he might drop the title. Maybe. Maybe. But, you drop. know. This is a rabbit hole. But, yeah. Uh, carry on anyway. Main anyway, Omega versus Tanahashi, which, to be fair, I've, I'm always hyped about until Rob reminds me of stories happening. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, but this will be a band burner. They've had one match and it was really good. So. Yeah, the chances of them having a bad match are very slim. Very, yeah. very slim. It was just, it was uh, a mild, it was a mild, a mild gripe of mine, but it was something that, 
you know, the more I've, and, you know, especially as they'd had what was effectively a comedy match at World Tag League Final. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I needed to see something more and I didn't and it upset me. It's going to be great, though. I anyway, so. that's been the Young Lion podcast. We've went a wee bit over to Glass going to be annoyed at you. I know. Um, <laughs> I've been Chris O'Brien. Follow me on Twitter at um, Young Lion CXT. Rob, where can they find you? They can find me at, at Real Rob Goodwin. This has been the Young Lion podcast, and I hope Rob is finished now because I don't know how to end this. See you later, guys. <laughs> you fuck.